will not come if we wait for some other person or if we wait for some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. cannot continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded. All right, good evening, folks, and welcome to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Great to have all some uh, some of my best uh, best friends and good listeners in the house tonight. Listen, today's date is wow. Is it October? Is it October 30th already? Yeah, yeah, it's October 30th, 2013. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. And I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Tonight's show is going to be, well, it's going to be a little uncomfortable for some folks. It's going to be a little, it's going to anger some some of my uh, black listeners, 
and it's going to make my few of my white listeners a little uncomfortable. We're going to talk about it tonight. We have to. We got to get it out there. We got to get it out in the open. A few months back, no, it was last year. Or was it the year before? All right. It was somewhere near two years ago. The Newsweek or Time Magazine article came out asking the question, is the presidency too much for one man? Now, today, I, I thought that was curious. I honestly did. Because I wondered, when, when did this happen? And then, well, later on this morning, I was uh, going through the Fox, Fox Nation website, looking at stuff there, and following the, uh, the hearings on Obamacare with... Uh, Kathleen Sebelius as the star player. And I noticed another article. Is Obama still president? Is Obama still president? And I decided to do a little bit of research. Try to figure out where this is coming from. has Has there ever been a time in our history... The history of this great nation where there was a question of whether the presidency of the United States was too big for one man to handle. So I conducted about three hours worth of historical research, which is what I do for a living, by the way. It is the history is uh, my subject of choice and what I have my doctrine in. So I did some research. It took me about three hours. I wanted to be very thorough before I came on the air tonight and broached this topic, and I couldn't find a single article or a single utterance by an historical figure that even remotely suggests that the presidency was too big for an elected official elected to the presidency to handle. Never. Never in the history of this great country. Now, if you found an article, one, many of my listeners found an article or an utterance by an historical figure that suggests within the last, well, since George Washington, please do forward that information to me at USMarine1, the number one at hotmail.com, and I will come on the air, and I'll go on Facebook, and I'll admit error to one and all but I never found anything so here we have we have a we have um, a dilemma because is there any doubt at all that Barack Hussein Obama made history as the first quote African American president, end quote, because I don't go for the African-American thing. First of all, let, let's do a little background here. From the time I was born, I was a Negro, and I was black, and now within the span of my lifetime, and I'm 51 years old, soon to be 52, 
I have been three different ethnic groups. My birth certificate says Negro. Sometime during the 60s and 70s, I became a black man. And now, sometime uh, between, between the 70s and now, I have become African American. I think this is embarrassing. And I think it speaks to the idea that we have no idea who we are as a race of people. Black folks, I mean. Probably 20 years from now, we'll go from being African-American to something else. I don't know. But that's a little background on that. So now what we have here is the first African-American president. And simultaneously, we have the question being asked, not once, but twice to my knowledge, is the presidency too much for one man to handle? And here's the dilemma. He's a black man. All across black America, and in a lot of circles, white America, but we're going to stick with black America for this particular point. All across black America, Barack Obama is being celebrated as a hero. He's made history. He has uplifted the black race. He's a credit to his race. Let's just go ahead and put it out there. He threw it. I've said it. It's finished. It's out. It's done. So he's the first African-American. How proud are African-Americans across this country? Very. We never thought we'd see the day when there'd be a black president. This is what they're saying. I never thought it would happen. And even during the election, when I used to listen to my home town radio, black radio station, WVON, in Chicago, Illinois, there were folks when he was running saying that he, they wouldn't, he would never be president, that they wouldn't allow it, that somehow he'd be cut down before he was allowed to take the office. This is how black people saw the whole thing. So he's made it. He's black and he's proud. There he is, 2020 Radio Network. I hope he's in the house, G-Ski. I wonder if G-Ski has heard the story of me trying to get, uh, get going to the hospital to visit him and not having any idea what his real name was. <laughs> if you haven't heard that story, G, I, I, I got to tell you, man. I got to talk to you about it. But anyway, let's move forward and we'll... And, uh, G and I'll get 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 together later on, but uh, so here we have the first African American, and Black America is so very proud. And now, just I think it was just just a year and a half into his presidency, the question was being asked: Is the presidency too much for one man to handle? How embarrassing it must be for black people across America. Well, I know what they'll say, though. They'll say that, well, if you, whoever's writing these articles about whether or not Barack Obama can handle the job and whether the presidency is too big for one man, well, they must be racist or they're bigots or they have an agenda or one of my, my, my favorites, the hoods have come off, whatever the hell that means. But the fact of the matter is, 
The reason why we have articles like, is Obama still president? And is the presidency too much for one man to handle is because Barack Obama has basically been inept, ineffectual, inept, completely out of his depth. He has made a mockery of the president presidency. He has failed to do his job. He said on numerous occasions that he's lazy with a straight face. He spends very little time actually doing his job, even those in his inner circle have admitted that he doesn't like being president, but he likes the perks of it. He likes the idea of being president. He likes the celebrity of it. He likes hanging out with Jay-Z and being on The Tonight Show and dancing that stupid little dance he did with Ellen and hanging out at radio stations with, you know, black clowns and people of that ilk. He enjoys the celebrity of being president, but not actually the nuts and bolts of getting in and working. You know, not like a Bill Clinton, who's like a, a real politician, or a Ronald Reagan, or even an LBJ, who enjoyed mixing it up with Congress, Senate, Democrats, Republicans, all of that. He loved it. He, he would sometimes get as little as three hours of sleep a night, which probably resulted in him looking haggard and worn out and suffering numerous physical ailments at toward the end of his, uh, his term. But nevertheless, he enjoyed it. Barack Obama doesn't enjoy the job of president, of being president, as much as he enjoys the perks of it. And what has occurred as a result is the idea that he's lazy, that he is completely out of his depth, that he has no idea what he's doing, that he's incompetent. And I, I believe that he is. So basically he's done the African-American populace a, a complete disservice. Because, yeah, he's the first African-American president. But he's also set himself up to be the worst president in this country's history. And Jimmy Carter must be sleeping like a baby now. Because he will not, undoubtedly, not go down as the worst president of the United States. It will be Barack Hussein Obama. He has inherited that mantle thus far. Now, to be fair, he's got three more years to try to turn it around, but he won't. He's no good at being president. He has embarrassed the black race. Now, it's great to have a black president of the United States. I only wish it were Colin Powell, who actually had some acumen and work ethic and some gravitas. Obama has no gravitas. Obama has no work ethic. He didn't have it when he was at the University of Chicago, where to all accounts, he was labeled as what? Lazy. He didn't want to do the work. He spent much of his time at the University of Chicago not lecturing on constitutional law, as he likes to boast, but setting up the, the building blocks to write his autobiography, Dreams of, uh, Dreams of My Father. That was it. He didn't even do his job at the University of Chicago for the most point. And most of the folks there didn't like him at all. Well, that's a fact. 
So now we have an article, Is Barack Obama Still President? by Victor Davis Hanson in the National Review saying, we're currently learning whether the United States really needs a president. Barack Obama has become a mere figurehead who gives speeches few listen to anymore, issues threats that scare fewer, and make promises that almost no one believes he will keep. Yet America continues on despite the fact that the foreign and domestic policies of Barack Obama are unraveling in a manner unusual even for star-crossed presidential second terms. Abroad, American policy is in, the, in the Middle East is leaderless and in shambles after the Arab Spring. We have had the Syrian fiasco and bloodbath leading from behind in Libya all the way to Benghazi, and the non-coup, non-junta in Egypt. This administration has managed to unite essential Shiite and Sunni enemies in a shared dislike of the United States, while Iran follows the Putin script for Syria. Israel seems ready to preempt its nuclear program, and Obama still mumbles empty game changers and red line threats of past years of years past we have gone from reset with russia to and to putin and as the playmaker of the middle east you see folks this is what happens when you elect a guy with no experience at all no gravitas it reminds me of Deion Sanders a couple of years ago, the uh, Hall of Fame uh, uh, cornerback. He believed that that football organizations should change their policy and seek to hire, well, maybe just a, a former football player with no experience in the coaching realm. He was very serious and adamant about hiring a former football player who had never, it doesn't matter whether they've coached anywhere. He says, just give them a chance. It was absurd. And Rich Eisen and the other guys kind of played along. You could see that they were embarrassed for Dion. But imagine putting me or G-Ski or Holger in charge of the Redskins or the Falcons in G-Ski's case and just throwing us in there, giving us the job because we look good and we speak well. Imagine that. Because we're clean and we don't have a Negro dialect. So now I'm the coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And I've never coached anything in my entire life, other than my son's uh, Little League uh, baseball, football team. And that was it. So now I'm the coach of the Falcons. What do I do next? I have no idea. Obama is now president of the United States. He had no experience. And guess what? We're seeing the results. He is a figurehead. He is the Wizard of Oz. He is buck naked. He is the emperor with no clothes. He is naked. For all to see. The world's leaders 
any longer seem much impressed by the president's cat-like walk down the steps of Air Force One or the soaring cadence and rechanneled hope and change themes onto the world scene. They acknowledge that their own publics may like the American president, especially his evocation about the traditional role of American power in the world. But otherwise, for the next three years, the world is in a holding pattern, wondering whether there is a president of the United States to reckon with or a mere teleprompted functionary. Wow. Certainly, the Obama Nobel Peace Prize is now the stuff of comedy. You can read the full article here in the National Review. Ladies and gentlemen, this presidency has been a fiasco. This is what happens when you hire on the basis of affirmative action, when you vote on the basis of hope and change. Sometimes change is not always good. Sometimes change isn't good at all. Let me just put it that way. Here we are. Obama's the first African-American president, and he is a laughingstock. He is a joke. He is a joke around the world, spying on world leaders' mobile phones, Not the phone in their office, not that phone where they're conducting business, but on their mobile devices. All over the world, and he got caught. We all admired John Dillinger, Bonnie and Clyde, and even Al Capone because they they did their thing and they didn't get caught for a while, right? We love the tales of Dillinger robbing a bank or escaping from the Indiana uh, uh, County Jail using a a wooden gun that he fashioned and, and put shoe polish on. We loved it, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And we loved Dillinger right up until the time where we read that he was gunned down in front of the Biograph Theater in my hometown of Chicago, dead in the street, bleeding all over the place. Then he wasn't such a hero anymore, right? Of course not. And world leaders, including past presidents and even future ones, I presume, will spy on other governments, our allies and foes alike. The problem is, this clown got caught. And it's no longer cool if you get caught. Right? It's It's not cool anymore. Oh, we love to get away with things, sticking our hand in the cookie jar when we were kids and getting a cookie and running off. <laughs> yeah, I got a cookie. Got over on Mama. Mama sees you with your hand in the cookie jar and she slaps it. She had bony hands like my mama. When you get slapped on the hand with one of her hands, it, it stings for a while. He got caught. And he's going around saying, I didn't know. I didn't know this was going on. And oh, uh, it's brought to his attention that there's some sort of scandal in his White House. 
or there's a scandal going on with the IRS, or there's a scandal going on with the State Department, and Obama's asked about it as he's trotting on to, to, to Marine One, or off of Marine One, or up to Air Force One, or on the podium, I had no idea. I just read about it in the New York Times today. Dude, you are the President of the United States, and you get your news about your administration's mishaps through the news? How is that possible? How is it possible that you don't know what's going on in your own administration, that you're telling us, the American people, with a straight face, that you, had, you read about it? You read about it in the New York Times, or you read about it in the Washington Post. The scandal with uh, the IRS, he didn't know. He read about it. I just read about it just like you did. I had no idea. He talks to Brett Baer. Oh, oh, I had no idea. I read about it just yesterday, just like you did, Brett. Spying on Andrew Mer- uh, on Merkel and other world leaders. I, I, I had no idea. I didn't know what was going <sighs> I'm embarrassed. Because I'm a black man, and this is the clown who is supposed to be representing us as the first African-American president in the United States. It's supposed to be an historical event. Years and years from now, my mom, my dear sweet mom, who is long, who's passed away, passed away in 2004, my grandfather, a few years before that. My dad's gone. I bet they never thought in their wildest dreams that we'd have a black president. And here we have one. And he's completely inept and out of his depth. He's completely disengaged from the actual job of being president. He's the first one. And he sucks all to be damned. How embarrassing is that? Usually when you have the first of anything... They're damn good, right? It's usually like the third or fourth guy who sucks. Because, you know, we had the first, Joe Gillum, one of the first black quarterbacks, played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was a better quarterback than Terry Bradshaw. Yes, and everybody knew it. Chuck Noll knew it. Terry knew it. Everybody knew it. But you know what? Joe Gillum... Liked a little bit of drugs. He liked a little coke. He liked a little alcohol. Screwed him up. Wound up homeless. And broke. He was the, one of the first. The first is supposed to be good. The first is supposed to be excellent. The first is supposed to be memorable. And everybody else who comes behind the first, we don't care about. The next president, next black president, oh, it's supposed to be like, oh, yeah, well, so... Barack Obama was the first. But Barack Obama sucks at his job. But he's the first. He's he's admitted to being lazy. He doesn't know what the hell is going on in his own administration, and he says so with a straight face. Damn. Just, just damn. Just, just damn. How, How embarrassing can it be? Now, the question has been asked in the chat room, 
Robert, do you think there will ever be another black president after this one? Yeah, yeah, there will be. He'll be a Republican. He'll be a conservative. Because if you're asking me, will there ever be another Democrat black president in the United States? Hail to the null. You know, we had the first... The first black heavyweight champion in 1911. What was that cat's name? He's buried in Graceland Cemetery in my hometown of Chicago. He's buried just... He's actually buried just a few meters, a few feet from Al Capone's grave. His name is Jack Johnson. The first black heavyweight champion of the world. And boy, did he show out. He didn't like fighting. He preferred to convert around in 1911 with white women. Open car. Hood down. Driving 90 miles an hour, which is pretty fast in 1911. Getting pulled over all the time. Got two or three white women in the car. Just acting crazy. Uppity is what they called it. Well, he's a little too uppity. So... We didn't have another heavyweight champion for almost almost 40 years. His name was Joseph. What was his name? Joseph Barrow? And that's how long I predict it's going to be before we have another black president. Be he Democrat liberal or conservative, but we certainly will not have another liberal. I mean, think about this for a moment. We had Jimmy Carter. He sucked. Then we had Ronald Reagan. And then we had George Sr. And then we got Clinton. And then we got more George. Barack Obama's screwed it up for everybody. He messed it up for everybody. He's done. He has he has screwed it up for everybody. Much like W, with all the stuff that he did that even us conservatives don't approve of. You know, I knew when W was doing his own thing, the Homeland Security stuff, and some of the other stuff that he was doing in office during his last two or three years, two to, two to three years, I had a feeling that there was going to be some conservative backlash. You see, I blame George Bush for Barack Hussein Obama. I blame George Bush for setting the stage, the climate for, George, for, for Barack Obama to ascend to the presidency. But you know what? It's coming around again. It's coming around again because Barack Obama has sucked so bad at his job, dancing on the stage with Ellen, doing a little jig, always seen with a frosty drink in his hand, eating some chicken or eating, or eating some ribs while his wife, gets, her ass gets bigger by the week, telling us, and our kids that we can't, we shouldn't eat this and we shouldn't eat that. And she's getting chunkier by the minute. 
And, and every time you see Barack Obama sitting down somewhere, he's got a big-ass plate of ribs and some fries. But it's all good for him, right? He's the president. So he's not doing his job. He's spending way too much time hanging out with Ellen and Jay-Z and Beyonce and all of those guys. And he's, he hasn't been on Letterman in a while. I'm, I'm sure we're going to see him. You know, they're pretty soon. You know, he's probably going to be sitting in, in Letterman's lap pretty soon. I mean, he's just having a good old time. He's fly- America's in dire straits financially, yet he'll, it, it, it's alleged. No, no. The CBO has stated that it cost upwards of $270,000 an hour to operate Air Force One whether it's on the ground or in the air. But he doesn't hesitate to get on that plane and fly off with three or 400 people. No. He'll roll out. He'll roll out in a heartbeat. Never mind. We've got money to burn. And while Air Force One sits on a tarmac revved up at $250,000, $270,000 an hour, he's chilling somewhere in a hotel room. Or on Martha's Vineyard having a damn good time. Instead of actually doing his job. Think about it. You and I are president. You, I'm Holder's president of the United States. Holder is president and Jiski is vice president. There's the perception that there are folks out there who aren't doing so well. There are 20-some-odd million Americans who are out of work. The country is in a massive amount of debt. And Holder and Jiski, president and vice president, decide, you know what? Let's get our three or four hundred of our best buddies and a whole lot of Secret Service people and all the cars and all the stuff that goes with all that And let's get on Air Force One and roll out to Rio and have a meeting with the president of of Rio de Janeiro. Let's roll out tomorrow. Get the plane fired up. Are are they going to do that? No, because every little bit helps, doesn't it? So Holder and G-Ski are going to say, you know what? It's the perception. There are people out there suffering. There are people out there out of work. And we say we care about those people. We say we care about the people who don't have jobs, who are out looking for jobs, who are working part-time, or who are not working at all. But here we are about to spend $270,000 an hour and rolling out with four, three to 400 people. And Michelle's bringing her mama. And we're going to Rio for three to four days. And all the expenses going on with that. No, let's not do that. Because, yeah, we could, but just because you can doesn't mean you should. So I have a feeling that Holder, President Holder and and Vice President G. Ski are not going to take all those trips. Because... Because they have empathy with the American people who are suffering out there. But does Barack Obama have any such thing? Hell no. 
he will fly his wife out to Chicago for dinner at Mike Dicker's Steakhouse and have those succulent pork chops, which has been my privilege to sample a time or two. He'll have the pork chops, and he'll have the ribs, and he'll have beef wellington. Or maybe he'll have prime rib. He won't pull out his wallet. No, it's on the house. Because he's the president, you can't, can't ask him to pay. And he's not going to reach for his wallet anyway. Secret Service will grab it, and then they'll expense it. And it'll go back to the American people. This guy has been a joke as president of the United States. And I'm ashamed to say our fried chicken, rib-eating, dancing, shuffling, hanging out with rappers, having a party in the White House, bringing in Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Stevie Wonder, and all those folks just partying down. On American tax dollars. And having a great old time. Heading out to Martha's Vineyard. Golfing. Enjoying. The idea. Of being president of the United States. He's enjoy- he enjoyed it. Yeah. But will he sit down with Republicans and conservatives. And even try. To have a dialogue. And make some deals. I long for the days of LBJ. Even though he's a damn Democrat. I long for the days of Bill Clinton. Yes, I said it. It's out there. Finished. It's done. I long for the days of Bill Clinton because Clinton would not be hanging out in Martha's Vineyard at a time like this or any other time when there's a crisis situation or posing for a portrait. He'd be down and dirty and on the phone with that little dwarf, George Stephanopoulos, on the, sitting next to him, making all kinds of phone calls and trying to line up votes with Democrats and Republicans to get things done for the American people. Even Bill Clinton was a better president than this guy, by far. And yet we celebrate the first black president of the United States. And isn't it a shame that the first black president of the United States is a lazy caricature. He's a joke. He's inept. He has no idea what's going on in his White House, and if he does, it's much worse. But he's quick to tell you, I just heard about it yesterday. I heard about it on Fox News. Or I watch it on uh, MSNBC. Or uh, I just read about it yesterday. I, I had no idea this was going on. Dude, this is impeachable offenses we have here. You got to go. You've got to go. Pack. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I I I I wrote an article a few years back. Um, why do we need a president? And there have been several articles written that speak to that 
also. Why do we need a president? And what is the history behind all of this? What's the history of it? I decided to do a little a little research. Because, yeah, that's what I do for a living. And it wasn't always a given that we'd have a single executive who has the power to make final decisions about the fate of our country. It wasn't. Every four years, political frenzies seizes the nation for months building up to the presidential election. And it wasn't always that way. Often lost in the hoopla and the campaign trail, though, is the question of how it all began. Why do we have a president in the first place? It wasn't always a given that we'd have a single executive. It wasn't always a given that we'd have that. In fact, many were skeptical about appointing a chief at all. They had a revolutionary view of European history, after all, and... From what they'd seen, they worried that putting one person in charge would foster monarchy, tyranny, and oppression. And hasn't that happened (laughs) with this clown? Only after a fizzled attempt to run the country through uh, desperate committees in individual states did the creators of the United States Constitution decide at a historic convention in 1787 that there needed to be a strong national government with a leader on top. And that's how we got our presidency. Before, each state just pretty much did their own thing. But things weren't really efficient without an executive that has a certain amount of power. But making the call to create the presidency was not easy. At the beginning of the convention, when they decided there would be just one person as the executive, there was, in Madison's words, a considerable pause. After the United States declared independence from Great Britain in 1776, leaders spent years thinking about how to rule the country without becoming another monarchy. Well, it worked great for a while, didn't it, y'all? But after a lot of haggling, with no president to work from, the idea of an electoral college was born, though that term wouldn't be used until the 20th century. State legislatures would choose a certain number of electors proportional to the number of representatives that each state had, and a majority of electoral votes would be needed to pick a president. It took decades, y'all. It took decades for the states to settle on a system of allowing citizens to vote for the delegates that would represent their votes. Does that make sense? It took decades. The framers found it hard to imagine how the president would be elected They came up with this crazy scheme of electors chosen by the states, but they couldn't imagine how it would work. But here we are. Here we are. 
Why do we have a president? Why are we asking this question now? Well, we're asking this question now, folks, because Barack Obama is horrible at his job. He doesn't know what the hell is going on, and he's making the presidency look irrelevant as a result. Think about it. The first black president of the United States of America making the presidency seem irrelevant and having people openly asking, pundits, historians, legislators, even some in the media, even some in the mainstream media are asking, is the presidency too big for one man? Do we really need a presidency? Because Barack Obama has turned the presidency into a non-factor. Dude isn't doing his job. I can't say it enough. He's not doing his job. And so by not doing his job, by not sitting actually in the Oval Office, talking to Democrats and Republicans, getting people to come together and agree on a single-minded purpose, a single purpose, wheeling and dealing, and trying to actually get something done for this great nation, for its people, on our behalf. He's spending time on the golf course, dancing with Ellen, hanging out on the Tonight Show, and partying in Martha's Vineyard, and partying with Jay-Z and the fellas, and the girls. So folks are asking, okay, we've got all this stuff going on. Obamacare is a shambles. The debt's going higher than a kite. He seems to not even know what's going on anywhere about anything. Folks are asking, what is this guy doing? What is he doing? Why do we even need a president? And and it's a fair question, you know? It is a fair question. Because if guy isn't doing his job then he makes the job appear as though it's irrelevant. Now, if you or I have a job and we're not doing the job and things just kind of coast along, you know, without us, our boss is going to start to think, well, maybe we don't really need this position anymore. You know, because things are seeming to be humming along, even though this guy isn't really doing anything and he's not really here. So, like, what do we need him for? What do we need Dr. Jones here for or G-Ski or Holder or Melinda when things are kind of pretty much on autopilot? You know, I'm paying Melinda, you know, to do this job, but, you know, she's not really doing it, but it seems to be kind of working on its own, so... Maybe we don't need Melinda, or maybe we don't need Holder, or maybe we don't need Dr. Jones. Maybe, maybe, you know, I can stop paying this this person. Maybe the job is irrelevant. The dilemma, once again, folks, the first African-American president of the United States And articles are appearing all over the web asking the musical question. Why the hell do we need Barack Obama? 
why the hell do we need a president at all? And as I said earlier in the, in the broadcast, if, in case you missed it, I spent three hours of my busy day. And that's three hours not playing World of Tanks. Wasted. Looking, scouring the net. And even some of the books I have here. Looking for president. Looking for something that in some part of history, since George Washington, of the media or anybody else of note, asking, do we really need a president? It's never before happened in the history of this country, and I, I put it out there. If you can find anybody talking about or asking the question, do we really need a president before Barack Obama went in office, you show it to me, please. Send it to my email. Once again, it's usmarine1 at hotmail.com. And that's the number one. Or hell, call me. Here we go, 305-420-6445. But in those three, three and a half hours I spend researching, not a single article in any newspaper across this country going back to the founding of this country was the question ever asked, do we really need a president until Barack Hussein Obama. Damn. All you, quote, African Americans, end quote, out there, you have got to be really embarrassed right now. The first black president sucks all to be damned. He has no idea what's going on. He is inept, out of his depth, and incompetent, and he shows it for all the world to see. It's not me just calling him names. It's not me just calling him out. When the President of the United States openly said, I had no idea this was going on. I just read about it in the New York Times just like you did, Brett, or Joe, or Jack. I just read about it yesterday. I had no idea. These are all documented where he's saying he didn't know what was going on. Even the most mundane things, he ha- he says he had no idea what was happening. That's incompetence. You go to your boss, and he asks you a question about your job that you have no idea that this was happening right under your nose. More than once, you start packing your stuff in a box, and you get escorted out of the building. Am I right? This guy is always saying he had no idea that this or that was happening. This scandal or that scandal. I didn't know, he says. All right. Damn. Damn. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back back and, and and wind things up. I'm glad my main man G Ski 2020 Radio uh is is back. It seems as though he is back. Um G, you know, if you get a chance, you know, uh give me a call, hit me up on the phone. We we need to we need to have a little chat. 
my number is 305-420-6445. I have no problem giving that number out. None. Or uh, email me at usmarine1 at hotmail.com with your number, and I'll give you a call. All right, because we, we need to have a chat. But nevertheless, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back. <laughs> oh, and wrap things up. East Coast, CJ, you're going to let the prayers send you to the shrink. Oh, I don't know. My health care might be affected. I might not have enough health care to go to the shrink. Right. I don't know. I don't I don't know, East Coast, but I'm I'm damn glad to see you, even though you come into my chat room talking crazy. East Coast. Gotta love them. I see Net Kings in the house, 2020 Radio Network. They're in the chat room here. Alexander Solo, Casanova Frankenstein seems to be asleep. Echoes here. Wow, it's been a long time. Evil Clown. Love you. From Chicago, my hometown. Holger, John Galt, Melinda, Net King. Some of my Marines from Pendleton. Swing Easy. Um, and then the Binary Prince. All right, so... Those are folks who are in the chat room. I know a lot of you guys are listening out there. You know what? Before I left last uh, around uh, around this time last year, I had uh, and built up a rather large uh, listenership. I have almost uh, two hundred thousand shows uh, uh, listens in the, or, or maybe a little more than that in the in the book so far. I'm really glad to be back here on Blog Talk Radio. I had some business to take care of and. And I was away for a while, and that business has been concluded. And now we have less than four minutes left, so I'm not going to be able to do my promos for the night. But I am so happy to see everybody else. Holger's got a great show on Blog Talk Radio. Maybe he'll give me a promo to put on so I can play it on my show. 2020 Radio, my main man. Um, hopefully uh, I, I'm, he'll be back on the air uh, if he isn't already, and we'll be back there. I'd like a promo from him to, to play on uh on the on the show here. Wow. It's embarrassing. I've been thinking about this all day. I've been thinking about this all day long. East Coast, are you embarrassed? Are you embarrassed that Barack Hussein Obama the first African-American president of the United States turned out to be as dumb as a box of rocks, completely out of his depth, completely and utterly ineffectual in his job. Thank you, Holder. I certainly appreciate it, my man. Uh, is it... I mean, we had an opportunity... We had an opportunity to get General Colin Powell in as president. Now, I have long been disillusioned with his his political behavior. He's a rhino for sure. But when it was discussed and being bandied about several years ago that he would make a fine president, I was like, yeah. Not only not only is he a black man, but he's he's actually competent. And he's a conservative. Colin Powell 
even though he has changed his stripes somewhat, would have been the best choice for the first black president of the United States. When you, when you have the first of anything, you've got to be the best. You've got to be the best. You've got to be the best. I can't say it enough. But here we are with the first black president, and he sucks. It's embarrassing. Not, not the, you know, he's not really black. Come on, let's, let's keep it real. But, you know, he's got the skin tone. You know, but a lot of Indians from India are darker than he is. That doesn't make them African-American. That doesn't make them black. Come on, man. This guy's a joke. You black folks all over town have got to be embarrassed. And when I call WVON radio in Chicago, Illinois tomorrow and talk to Santita Jackson, who is also not very bright. When I talk to Santita tomorrow, I'm going to point out the fact that Barack Hussein Obama is a moron compared to some of the candidates we could have fielded. And I've gone on way too long with this. So I'm going to go ahead. No, Holger's right. Barack Obama isn't exactly the Jackie Robinson of presidents. You've got to be good if you're going to be the first. Dude is horrible. So with that, we got got to go. The show is over. This show is over, and I am I'm 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 beside myself with grief. I, I mean, let's just go. <laughs> Love you, folks. <laughs> it's it's been great having you here. There's so much you could be doing with your time. So many things you could be doing, but you chose to come into my show and listen tonight, and I do so appreciate it. Thank y'all so much. You make this show worth doing. Um, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9 p.m., when my family's wondering, dude, what are you doing? And they're, like, closing the doors in the other room so they can't hear what's going on in here. And, like, okay, hey, it's cool, because I'm surrounded by Democrats in this house. But nevertheless, we're out of here for the night. We'll see you all later. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We are out. O-U-T, out tonight.